And I'm your host, Dwayne Stein, the Gulf South Mortgage Authority. And if you want to join the show, 504-260-0995, or you can shoot an email to info at mortgagegumbo.com. Almost nine years, we've been your home show. So if you're new to the show, welcome to the Gumbo Nation. Uh, for all our loyal listeners, appreciate you. And uh, someone very excited, I'm excited to have Total Home Authority member uh, joining in studio, somebody y'all very familiar with, uh, uh, Jeff Leshashare with Florida Lee Law and Title, the legend of Law and Title is going to be, look at that, Jeff, you even got, you even got an audience, your fanfare, man. You so uh, is joining us in studio today. So if you've got any questions, Law-related, uh, business, thinking about opening a business, some law questions. Uh, we've got quite a few that we're going to cover today. Uh, then get those in. Send them in to info at mortgagegumbo.com. So, Jeff, always good to have you in studio. But let's kind of chat, man. You had a uh, saw big week last week, and I'm going to have to deal with it. And I always share. I kind of keep updates with my son and I saw you had a life-changing uh, event last week. Huh? Oh, yeah, man. Dropped off my oldest, my daughter, uh, Ella, at uh, LSU for the first time she's been away like this. So, yeah, it was a very trying, exciting, uh, emotional time. <laughs> yeah. So how do you how do you prep for that, man? Man, there's no way to prep for that. I mean, the, the, the advantage is that we're 45 minutes from home. So as I was telling you earlier, my wife has been there. Probably four out of the six days since we dropped her off, uh, but yeah, there's. Really- so you'll be getting a house there soon, I'm oh, sure, right? Man. Well, yeah, I might as well. Yeah. we're spending that in gas, yeah. probably. Yeah. Uh, but there's no way to prepare for sure. I mean, you know, it starts to really uh, resonate with you, and you start to think about, you know, what your parents have gone through. And I'm like, man, I, I yeah, like we were saying, we don't probably call our parents enough now that I got one out the house. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah, yeah. man, it, it's kind of crazy because you know, and I've shared this, and uh, you know, with with the audience a lot. Nobody told me I always thought empty nests is when they leave, you know, mm-hmm. right? Like, and I only have the one. So, but it started when he started driving and, you know, they're yep. always gone and stuff yep. like that. So it's around. So now I'm seeing, you know, as he's gotten older and now it's in my, I guess, it, it, you know, right in front of me now, knowing next year, you know, mm-hmm. you know, of course, in his mind, and I could say this because he's sleeping, right? I mean, he still thinks he's <laughs> going to get drafted right out of high school. Good major but I'm like, just in case, bro, yep. just in case that don't happen, dude, we're going to have to have sort of a uh, a little bit of a, a backup plan, yeah. so to speak, yeah. you know, so it's um, it's nuts. But is she enjoying it? Having fun? Oh, my fun? God. I mean, she literally texted us saying that it's uh, she's having the greatest time of her life. You know, and I mean, as a parent, I mean, that <clears throat> that's yeah. all you can ever hope for to hear yeah. from your kid. Uh, and look, we're only six days in. So, you know, the classes, and the the testing, the finals, things like that hasn't started yet. But but neither has Saturday night in Tiger Stadium. Right. So we know how fun that's going to be for us. So, yeah, yeah we're uh, we're excited for it. And it gives us an opportunity too to get to know our kids that are that are still at the house with us. Yeah, <laughs> there you when, go. Right. Because when they're going through their senior year and going into college, I mean, it absorbs a lot of your time. So we had a night last night with my middle son who is pretty much a, you know, real artistic kid and sticks to himself sort of deal. So, you know, we're, we're trying to reap the benefits on the other end of it. That's you know? awesome, man. Yeah. That's good stuff. So, you know, business, our business, let's kind of, you know, Florida lead law entitled. Jeff, kind of tell everybody, I know your greatness, but kind of <laughs> tell everybody just – uh, reintroduce yourself yeah. to the Gumbo Nation, man. Let's talk a little bit about uh, how you got into this, and you know, let's kind of go down memory lane yeah, a little so bit. I, I, you know, just a small town guy, grew up in Ponchatoula. Um, you know, went to Southeastern here after you know trying to stint it uh, at my hand of going off to college and playing soccer. And one snowstorm sent me back, you know, pretty quick. Nice. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and twenty inches in in, in October. Was where, where, uh, where at, man? A really small school in uh, York, Nebraska, which is about thirty-five miles west of Lincoln. Okay. Uh, but yeah, nothing like we do with my daughter, where it was a day-long event, two days actually preparing her con. I mean, her, her condo, her dorm. Yeah. Uh, my parents dropped me off with a, uh, a a suitcase and a pillow. Good luck. And uh, yeah, eighteen hours away. But uh, yeah, that didn't last real long. We had a good season, but uh, but snow kind of chased me back. Mm-hmm. So. 
you know, I got into the real estate, so to speak, world, I guess, working for a home builder in undergrad. And uh, so I've been doing this now for almost 24 years in this industry, so to speak. But, uh, you know, I met my wife at college. We got married young. I think she was uh, just turned 20. I was 22, something like that. Um, went off to Loyola for law school. I was the Katrina year. So that's what sort of chased me back over here. But while I was there, I was working for, oddly enough, a Florida Lee title. So our name, our company name comes from Florida Lee Street in, uh, in Lakeview, yeah. which is where uh, my old boss, Christine Mora, actually grew up and worked. Um, and uh, And when she moved off after Katrina, uh, I spent five years at another title company out of Baton Rouge with an office in Hammond and Ponchatoula. And, um, and then eventually after five years, started my own gig. And, uh, that name was, was available because nobody had come back to, to town to use it. My old boss, you know, still lives in Dallas, I believe. And, uh, so that's why we're Florida Lee title and then opened in 2011. Uh, I think in my career I've done probably approaching 21,000 wow. transactions we've been responsible for. And then we have the whole civil transactional side of the practice as well. So we do a lot of business you know formations and lease uh agreements and uh trusts and wills and successions and powers of attorney and things like that yeah and i know we've got quite a bit of questions Mm -hmm. about that that i want to cover today because i know you know that's an important part of the business and you know one of the things that you have pioneered um that i think is fantastic and and this goes for the folks out there, and, and you know, and it's funny because people always go, man, how do you come up with so much content to discuss on a show? Well, we see it in a daily basis, sure. right? Yep. I mean, so it, it's easy. Every client's different, but it's always unique. And, you know, so I see these things that happen all the time. And I'm always amazed, and we had it this week, and, and this is something that you started to pioneer that I think is absolutely brilliant. And I want you to kind of share about is like if you are thinking about for realtors or, or not even real, if you are a, you're thinking about selling your home, right? I mean, you came up with what something that I mean, I think is absolute genius for the realtors, for, for even the people who are thinking about selling a home, uh, a service that you offer that, I mean, it saves time. I can't tell you how many times there's surprises on title mm-hmm. and different things like that. So kind of talk about your pre-screening and yep. let's chat about that because I think that's it's brilliant what you do, but I think it's important we kind of elaborate on that yeah. as well. So I got to thinking about, you know, the way that you know things work now, you have a pre-qualified buyer. And uh, in our world, the, the, the single worst thing for a title company is having to make that phone call to buyers, sellers, agents, uh, lenders, and let them know, hey, we have a problem that we ran into in the abstract examination period and we're not going to be able to make closing timely or maybe it can't be done at all without extra curative work. And and it got worse, uh, and you know this, in, in 2015 when they sort of changed all the timelines with TRID, our, our, our window of, uh, of abstract exam got kind of shaved down. So now it's even more tense, right? We're going to make this phone call a few days before closing. Hey, it's not going to happen kind of thing. And so I just saw that buyers are being uh, pre-qualified. We have in-house title, which is sort of a, I hate to say it, but a rare thing in our world. You would think a lot of our competitors and title companies out there abstract and examine their properties in-house, but they don't. Matter of fact, we we actually do abstract and exam for a number of our competitors. So uh, let's talk about that yeah. because I think it's important <laughs> our listeners understand okay. that, right? Because that is something that <clears throat> that y'all do that is genius. And what he means by that is when he says in-house, he don't have to hire somebody to go find out about that property, Correct. right, or anything like that. Yeah, we have in-house abstractors, and that speeds us up typically as well as um, sort of save, saves costs because we're not paying an outside party uh, to do the examination of that property. So we're running the names in-house. We're dealing with the problems, and so we're able to get on the curative issues quicker. Uh, and, and handle them in house with our abstract and examination attorneys, and we have some of the best. I mean, we have, we have, uh, you know, three people individually that are that are attorneys that are just wonderful. But but even our abstractors. I mean, one of them used to own an abstracting company and has abstracted properties for years for oil and gas. I mean, really complex stuff. So we have a great team. We're able to do it in house. Find these things early before you have a buyer, right. so that there's no issue once you're under contract. And that was really the the game. Is like, look, we're even we're going to do this for selling or rather listing agents uh, for free <clears throat> because we want you to come back and recommend us for the closing. But what we're trying to do is give you something of value so you don't run into any issues when you're past inspection, 
right? Because that's really where we were kind of running into a problem. You know, you pass inspection, buyer can't really back out for any reason, sellers not much either, and all of a sudden, boom, we hit this this defect. People are already packing, money up. spent, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, they're already they're mentally moved, and and now we're telling you it may, it may not happen. So we find it now before you even have a buyer, we can clear that stuff up without being rushed. We can do it right, uh, and we can do it without having to having to worry about screwing up a deal. Yep, that's awesome. So, um, what I think is just when that, when it's those type of services, especially like you're saying in house, it it just really it it pushes everything so much quicker. And I think that's the difference because in our business, Jeff, um, speed equals trust. Yep. Right. And I think that's something that you guys afford us to be able to do that um, helps folks get and. and you could be fast, but you want it to be right also. And well, I think I that's hope, the name of the game. I hope the, the the listing agents and the sellers see that. The reason we're doing it for free and trying to bring that value to you is we want you to recommend that the closing come back to us. Because typically the buyer gets to pick unless the seller's right. paying the cost, right? But, you know, what the, the, the sale, you know, the pitch to them is like, look, this, this title's already been run. It's already clear. This is not something that's going to have to be redone at the next place. Like, we're ready to go right now. So you handling your inspections, get your financing lined up, right? We're good to go. Yeah. Like we're not going to throw a wrench in this thing last second because nobody really wants to think about what we do, right? Um, we're, we're the last guy on the line, and we don't want to be the ones, you know, derailing the train. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, and your business, my business, and for the realtors out there, you know, we understand, and it, it's important, and no matter whether it's a $2 million transaction, a half million, or 50000 to that person – it's the most important That's thing right. in the world, right? right? And I try to explain, you know, the reason why we have Florida Lee Law and Title, uh, you know, is it's so important because it's not like going to the grocery store and little Johnny wants the blue gumball, so he puts the dime or the quarter in the machine and the red one comes out. Mm-hmm. And then you give him another quarter and then the yellow and you keep going. I mean, we got to get this right yep. because it is a big thing. And, and especially in today's market, there's usually so – it's not just a single transaction. There's multiple transactions going on, right? right? And so it's so important to get that right because of the timing and it, it could affect certain things. So, you know, that's why um, – you know enough that can go wrong already. Right. So, again, <laughs> realtors, if you're thinking – if you're out there and, and you're thinking about listing your house, Florida Lee Law and Title, these guys are the absolute best. You want them. I can promise you they'll get ahead of the time. They'll, they'll make sure that they can – do the pre-screen and get that done. Give them the website, Jeff. Uh, it's fdllawandtitle.com or fdltitle.com. That's our old domain that still you know links to that page. But we also will provide that listing agent with sort of a certificate uh, of the pre-screen. So there's something they can actually add into the MLS uh, on their listing to kind of show that this work has been done. Um, and, again, I mean, we're, we have a team of people that sit there, and that's all they do every day. They're not off doing personal injury law. They're not, you know, doing any kind of uh, Supreme Court appeals you know, type work. They're in the court records. They're abstracting and examining property and fixing defects all day, every day. It's what they love and what they're good at, and so that's why we're trying to offer this well, in, service. Well, in, in Gumbo Nation, that's why you can see why – uh, so many people, y'all come over here. This is why. This is the team that we've got put together because, again, this is not some hodgepodge operation, right? This is something where they have professionals ha- being experts in their area getting that done, right? It's not, hey, you walk in one day, the person at the bank's a teller, the next day they're handling your mortgage. That's not how we operate over here. So on the other side of the break, we've got questions. If you've got any questions, get them in. Get them into info at MortgageGumbo.com. The legend of Law & Title, Jeff Lestershare with Florida Lee Law & Title, is in studio. Go check out his website, FDLLawAndTitle.com. You're listening to Mortgage Gumbo with Dwayne Stein right here on iHeartRadio, 504-260-0995. What's cooking, Gumbo Nation? This is Dwayne Stein. It's my pleasure to welcome Florida Lee Law and Title to the Total Home Authority. Florida Lee Law and Title is your hometown team for real estate closings and all your essential legal services. Jeff and his vetted team of attorneys can help you with any legal services you may need. If I trust them, you can too. To find an office near you, visit FDLTitle.com. That's FDLTitle.com. 
What's cooking, Gumbo Nation? This is Dwayne Stein of Mortgage Gumbo. Buying a home in today's market is brave. At Mortgage Gumbo Dad Cam, my free second look saves listeners and homeowners like you thousands in interest, reduced fees, and lower interest rate. Before you buy, trust but verify with Mortgage Gumbo's free second look. Let me shop the best options for you today. Trusted for 30 plus years, I'll earn yours also. Visit MortgageGumbo.com. Wow, that's awesome. So smooth. Hi, this is Dwayne Stein of Mortgage Gumbo. In those phrases, I get to hear daily from my mortgage clients. But when I get away from the office, America's original craft vodka, Tito's, draws the same compliment. So take a sip, relax, and conquer the world with a fresh beverage that includes Tito's. It's gluten-free. Visit MortgageGumbo.com. Not what, but when in the Gulf South will Mother Nature rear her ugly head. That's why I trust the queen of insurance, Colette, with all my mortgage clients. With 85-plus years of experience, Colette and her team can ensure you have the proper coverage for you and your family, not the stinky carrier. So home and auto, flood or commercial, the queen and her team can help. Visit themonarchins.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Mortgage Gumbo with Dwayne Stein right here on iHeartRadio. If you want to join the show, 504-260-0995. Hey, you can shoot us a chat if you're hanging out with us. Uh, got quite a few people hanging out with us on social media. Uh, or you can shoot an email to info at mortgagegumbo.com. Jeff Lestershare in studio, owner uh, legend of law and title, uh, part of the Total Home Authority. So we've got some questions that we're going to get to in a little bit with him. Uh, if you want to check him out, FDLLawandTitle.com. Multitude of services. Uh, Jeff helps out not just on the title side, but, you know, the law part of the law and title. Let's talk about that, how, I mean, gosh, you've helped. Uh, I sent over somebody this week, somebody looking to start a business mm-hmm. kind of let's talk about just really in, in the previous block you were talking about how title handles title let's talk about just some of those other services for that person listening going hey look i i own a home i don't need title but yeah. the, the one thing about south louisiana look if uh you know no fortune 500 companies here <laughs> so everybody kind of wants to be their own sure. business owner right yeah. so kind of with some guidance there kind of tell us about the services you bring with yeah that. so it does it does cross over a good bit as well but no we uh we've handled i mean any any walk of life there so regular startup you know i want to form an llc i'm a you know i'm an 18 year old kid i got a grass cutting business or i've got a a business selling things on Facebook, or uh, the one I just did recently was a, a girl taking over a, a veterinarian uh, office. Uh, now that had everything tied into it. You know, it was you know purchase of stock and, and land and you know other things like that. But um, you know, we've done that ourselves. So I have a, a number of companies. Um, you know, we've we've dealt with all right. What if we want to layer these things out for liability reasons, or um, we just want to start a company that's going to be a holding company for maybe a condo that we're going to buy with some friends, and we need to have an operating agreement, and we need to stipulate well, if one wants to get bought out or wants to leave, if there's a divorce, what are the things that's going to happen here? Who's going to vote and how? Um, so there's a lot of complexity. It's not just I mean anybody can go on the Secretary of State and form a, an LLC, and maybe then go to IRS.gov and get an EIN number, a tax ID. Um, but there's a lot of other issues that, that flow from there. And, you know, you want to make sure you set up right so that there's not a breach of the corporate veil. That's the whole purpose, right? You want that liability separation. And if you don't do it right or don't operate it right, then it can be all for nothing. Well, and I think, you know, as a, as a guy who's been in business and, and been in business with some friends, and that's always like, don't do. And luckily, we didn't lose friendships and stuff like that. But I think it's important that people understand what you're saying there, because, everybody's excited day one when they're talking about this business and how great it's going to be. And and this is going to be awesome. But if you're a a true business and your aspirations are, you know, to grow and to become the next Amazon or whoever it is. Right. And even if it's not, even if it's a partnership. Right. I think people just have to understand that sometimes life happens. Maybe a partner's got to get out. Yep. Right. Having to make sure that that's I'm, I'm watching somebody right now who 
uh, things aren't set up right. The guy has a business, and that's who I kind of refer had a business. Friend bought it from him because he was having some financial troubles, but said, hey, when I want to come back in, yeah. they agreed, hey, yeah, you can come back in at this percentage. Mm-hmm. Nothing was in writing, yeah. and so guess what? That's right, yeah. And, and look, I mean, we... I hate to be the doom and gloom guy, but what 50% of the marriages in this country are going to end in divorce. So you start a company, even if it's something just you and your fishing buddy had on the side, but you start it while you're married. Well, I mean, that's a community asset. It's oh, wow. a community Good property point. issue. So you've got to get things you know handled if, if there's just simply a divorce uh, or if you're just getting bought out, right? I mean, I, I've seen a lot of people, oh, well, I just sold my company or whatever. You didn't have your spouse sign off on it, so what about her half, you know, or his half, whatever the case may be. And and we went through this personally. So, so Louisiana on businesses does follow the same as yeah, residential community property. property. Yes. Really. Yes. Okay. So unless you have a, a, a community property, you know, agreement, a prenup uh, on the front end that stipulates otherwise, I mean, you've got an asset that was uh, created during the the existence of the marriage and is presumed to be community. Um, and, and again, I was gonna say, you know, we just sort of went through this on a on the nice side of it, at least uh, recently. So Stephen Shearer, who's our, our lead abstract examination attorney, has been with me the longest uh, since I've opened the company, is now a partner in yeah. Florida Law and Title. And so, you know, we have uh, an operating agreement that stipulates, you know, this is what's going to happen if somebody goes bankrupt or gets convicted of a federal crime or dies or gets incapacitated, you know, and we're working through the process right now with, uh, you know, insurance in order to purchase insurance so that if something does happen to me that insurance pays out and he can buy out my spouse i mean he doesn't doesn't want to be in business with martha and she really can't she's right. not an attorney right uh, so it gives them the ability to to basically buy out the interest uh at maybe an agreed upon price you know that the insurance pays out and then yeah the company will be his or vice versa if something happens to him yeah. so would they so in, in a situation like that is that really mainly let's say if if it's an individual um is it as important as once you start getting into like partnerships or more than one person? What do you kind of? Yeah, I mean, you know, operating agreements are something that if it's a single member entity, you maybe not need, or right. if it's a married couple, maybe not need it there too. But if there's a you know more than one person and that person's not your spouse, right? Like you need to have some sort of operating agreement, kind of even if it's just you know pretty vanilla, you know, if you don't have it, the members or the heirs, I guess, of your partner when they come in. They may come in with ownership, but they don't come in with voting rights, uh, right? So, yeah. you know, not to say that your partner is going to take advantage of your your heirs, but, you know, they don't have any control or say-so. So that's why the buy-sell is, is sort of a, a nice add-on with the, uh, with the insurance proceeds because everybody kind of gets what they want. Your heirs, your family, they get money and get paid out of the deal. Your remaining partner gets the company. Um, and, and that usually works out pretty smooth. So people have to understand it's not like when you go to the casino and, and you're with three dudes and everybody cows up a hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah right. Like, Hey, all, and we'll split it three ways. I mean, ways. we see that, but yeah, yeah we, we need to do something to help. Yeah. You out. <laughs> and I think, I think that, I think that is, uh, very smart when it starts coming to that. So that's on the business side. Let's talk of some of the, uh, other entities. Let's talk a little bit about, um, uh, estate planning, uh, wills, and, and I've got several, and, we, and we'll get to that on the other side, but kind of introduce sure. the offering of that and, and just the importance, especially in the state of Louisiana. Yeah, so we do a lot of, uh, of last will and testaments and, and trusts, you know, with the uh, the firm. You know, the will in Louisiana, there's, there's a, a statutory, you know, basic plan lays out of how your assets are going to going to be transferred to your heirs at your death unless you have a will so unless you're fine with your half you know in a general scenario it's a husband and wife and you got a couple of kids you know half of the estate let's say that the husband passes away his stuff is going to go to the children and the there's going to be a usufruct over that half that's in favor of the uh, surviving spouse but you know what's not factored in there is this might these children might be under the age of 18 so if it's just a house you know, you're not going to have a, a situation where somebody can help you mortgage it if you need to refinance or sell it if you need to sell the house and move away. You're going to have to go do a separate proceeding, separate from the succession, to get the authority 
for the spout, the wife to sign on behalf of those kids possibly. Um, you know, there's forced heirship in Louisiana, so kids under the age of 24 have to be given a portion of the estate. What we tend to see is... Is that the minor's mortgage? Uh, it, it, well, the minor's mortgage is anybody under 18. 18, but, right. But yeah. if you're under 24 and you have just one kid, then 25% of your estate has to go to that child. Two kids or more, it has to be 50%. So if I have just 200 grand in cash, my wife and I, right... It's 100 me and 100 her, and I pass away with two children or more, 50000 of my $100,000, right, has to go to them. Now, that can be satisfied by a number of different means, um, you know, but you've got to make sure you set up a situation to do that. So what we would normally do is create a trust that comes into existence at the date of death. The surviving spouse, typically the mother, is going to be the uh, trustee over that trust. So now she gets to wear two hats. She owns that hundred grand outright on her own. Right, she's got usufruct over the other hundred grand, but it also probably goes into a trust for the benefit of the kids, and she's the trustee. So she gets the kind of control, which is most often what people want. I want everything to my spouse, and then to my kids equally. Maybe if I have forced heirs, then it has to go into trust. But I want my spouse to be controlled. There's a number of scenarios. So you know, we talked about this a lot with the oligographic will. Yeah, and that's something we try to push for people to do now until they can come in to see us. Yeah, um, and we had that situation just last night. I had a buddy of mine call. Yeah. Yeah, talk about that. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, so, you know, uh, an oligographic will, there's only two types of wills in Louisiana. The one you would do through an attorney, right, or the one that's called oligographic, which is, you know, the testator themselves, handwriting their own will, and there's three rules, handwritten, signed, dated. A lot of people will try to overdo it. They'll have it witnessed or they'll have it typed up. That invalidates the form, so it's really just handwritten, signed, dated. And, uh, you know, you can do a valid will there. You're not going to be able to get real complex you know, with trusts and all these things. But, uh, you know, it can be a very basic, simple, I want everything to my wife kind my of thing. My wishes are. Yeah, everything to my wife uh, or everything to my kids equally or everything to my wife, and if she's not here, then to my kids equally. So I tell people it's the will you write before you go into surgery or before you get on a plane. Yeah, <laughs> like that that's kind of a good thing, point, yeah. Until you can come back in and see us. But, you know, the, the situation I had last night was a guy who, you know, basically hand-wrote it on the back of, of, of an envelope. Yeah. I mean, that's valid. It's a yeah. handwritten sign. I, I think he needed to date it because they sent me a, a snapshot of the picture. But, you know, this is a fellow that's, um, you know, in poor health now, and, and, and they just wanted kind of a split second, hey, is this going to meet form? It does. And he's also fortunate he's just leaving everything to his children equally. So even if it didn't meet form, what he wants is what's going to happen, you know, without the will. But I'm like, well, does he want anybody – to be put in charge, he's got five kids, you know, do we need to name one as the executor of the estate? What if some bill or some asset pops up that y'all weren't thinking about and they had to transact some business on behalf of the uh, of the estate? So let's add that little word in there. So I, you know, I'm going to be texting kind of a rundown. This is what you really should say, three or four sentences that will hold you over and, and do what you need. You know? Okay. On the other side of the break, I want to ask you about, and I've got some questions here that, that have to do with uh, – wills and then we'll get into some estate planning uh also because you know now with the reverse mortgages we're getting a lot more calls when a reverse mortgage is now paying over eight percent right line of credit right now we're starting to see that and one of the things i'm noticing as i talk to folks um you know is making sure that when they're wanting to protect and make sure the roof is over the head is everything else sure. handled as well? So I want to chat about that, and then, and then um, I just thought about something too when you were talking about the airship um, uh, up to 24 years old. Um, does that include, like, let's say somebody gets married uh, and they have stepkids? Are those stepkids automatically at 24, or is it true? No, I don't want to say true kids. Yeah, but yeah, biological, but it can be biological. adopted as well. But it actually can go past 24 also if they're mentally or physically infirm to a certain degree, right? Uh, but no, like if I had you know, passed away and I have stepkids, they're not going to be my forced heir. Okay. Right? But, but they may be of my Okay. That was just a question I thought of there. So, uh, so if somebody, you know, because people get remarried and stuff sure. like that. All right. You're listening to Mortgage Gumbo. Jeff Lessashare, legend of law and title, is in studio. He's Total Home Authority member. FDL Law and Title Dad Cam. That's FDL Law and Title Dad Cam. Stick around. We got a lot more for you. Everything legal today. You're listening to Mortgage Gumbo with Dwayne Stein right here on iHeartRadio. 504 260 What's cooking, Gumbo Nation? This is Dwayne Stein. 
It's my pleasure to welcome Florida Lee Law and Title to the Total Home Authority. Florida Lee Law and Title is your hometown team for real estate closings and all your essential legal services. Jeff and his vetted team of attorneys can help you with any legal services you may need. If I trust them, you can too. To find an office near you, visit FDLTitle.com. That's FDLTitle.com. What's cooking, Gumbo Nation? This is Dwayne Stein of Mortgage Gumbo. Buying a home in today's market is brave. At Mortgage Gumbo Dad Cam, my free second look saves listeners and homeowners like you thousands in interest, reduced fees, and lower interest rate. Before you buy, trust but verify with Mortgage Gumbo's free second look. Let me shop the best options for you today. Trusted for 30 plus years, I'll earn yours also. Visit Mortgage Gumbo Dad Cam. He said, she said, real versus fake news. Cool for social media. Gumbo Nation, when buying or refinancing, you need the right answers. At Mortgage Gumbo Dadcam, we help guarantee the best available rates you qualify for. Our dozens of investors, many of the same you're calling, are ready to earn your business, and it's all in one spot. Let me help you with the right loan at the right price. Visit Mortgage Gumbo Dadcam. Wow, that's awesome. So smooth. Hi, this is Dwayne Stein of Mortgage Gumbo. In those phrases, I get to hear daily from my mortgage clients. But when I get away from the office, America's original craft vodka, Tito's, draws the same compliments. So take a sip, relax, and conquer the world with a fresh beverage that includes Tito's. It's gluten-free. Visit MortgageGumbo.com. The views of Dwayne Stein are for entertainment purposes only and are not necessarily those of Cross Country Mortgage, Inc. Cross Country Mortgage, Inc. is in MLS number 3029. Dwayne Stein is in MLS number 175109. To verify licensing, please visit nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Cross Country Mortgage, Inc. is an equal housing opportunity lender. All programs, rates, and terms discussed on this program are subject to change, subject to certain restrictions, and subject to underwritten approval. For additional information on any of the programs discussed, please call 504 206 Welcome back. You're listening to Mortgage Gumbo with Dwayne Stein right here on iHeartRadio 504-260-0995. Total Home Authority member Jeff Lessashare, president, owner, legend of law and title, uh, Florida Lee Law entitled Dad Cam in studio. You don't think we're committed? He's in here bringing y'all all this excellent education and his son's at football right now and, you know, getting a pep talk, all that kind of stuff. So this is the absolute, because, yeah, I guarantee you he'd rather, you know, hey, I'd rather be with my son doing football, but this is the commitment, Gumbo Nation. That, that's right. This is what we do. So, Jeff, something cool. We talk about you always being a pioneer. Um, let's talk about service and, and for, for those listening. Uh, you brought on some, you know, we're starting to see the importance of, you know, Spanish speaking mm-hmm. and how important that is. Let's talk about uh, what you've done there to kind of, uh, again, to be able to offer those services to yeah. those folks, you yeah, know, so to Spanish-speaking folks. It kind of came up um, a little bit accidental in a way. We uh, we have a few folks with us, uh, three actually, uh, three ladies that are their, their first language is Spanish, and they started getting kind of reached out to for, you know, small stuff, powers of attorney, whatever. And uh, as it turns out, you know, unbeknownst to me, there's entire, you know, chambers of commerce and, you know, there's these you know, startup radio stations that are that are really, you know, pushing to the uh, Spanish-speaking community uh, certain services and things like that. And so all of a sudden I'm starting to read and look into it, and I'm seeing these stats that over the next 10 years, you know, 75% of the homes purchased in this country could be Spanish-speaking individuals as a first language. And so we started to offer um, translation services, uh, maybe it's just over the phone, maybe sitting down at the actual closing uh, writing wills now for people that uh, you know don't speak English but that are you know here legally and wanting an American dream like all, all the rest of us have their children need need wills and, and, and powers of attorney whatever what have you or even in some cases too having to go back home uh, to you know 
maybe it's Mexico or Honduras or something like that, and, and needing certain documentation so they can do banking over there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so we do a lot of that now. And, uh, yeah, our, our, our three girls, um, ladies, uh, Denise, Yvette, and, uh, and Alejandra are – in Baton Rouge, uh, Lakeview, and uh, in Hammond, and, and I mean, just wonderful people to deal with and very helpful. That's awesome. Yeah. So again, that's just another service, folks. So if you know somebody, uh, think of Florida Lee uh, Law and Title can uh, help with that. So we've talked about the business services. Let's kind of get into sort of the, um, you know, people need to understand, you know, your life's work, the importance of it. So we're going to get into. I've got some questions here about wills, but let's talk about the estate planning side of things mm -hmm. and why that's so important, right? Because you've got your life's work, sure. right? And kind of tell the the will is kind of how you want things to go, but let's talk about the estate planning. Is that sort of like, I guess, you start with that, then all the other things come into play, right? Uh, or kind of just in your mind, just tell people why estate planning is important and why y'all offer that service. Yeah, I mean, there's various levels of, of, of client that comes in, and, and some have, you know, no planning at all, and, um, you know, there's no, they don't own a business or, or anything like that. So it's it's maybe not complex from the asset side of things, but, you know, we have a lot of, you know, multiple marriages now, and kids from different marriages, mixed families, things like that. So there's a lot to account for there, um, and, you know, and trying to be fair. That's what I see most with our clients is there's this real complex uh, discussion going on behind the scenes at home. Is like, you know, who's going to take care of our children if something should happen to us and they, God forbid, blue, you know, be uh, under the age of 18. Um, so assets aside, we'll see people that, hey, I want these people to be our trustees over the assets and finances for our children that are minors. And then I want our, our tutorship, you know, to be structured like this. So maybe one person is being trusted with the finances and another is the one that's actually taking care of them as their parents in the event that something happens to, to, to their you know, parents, one or both of them. Um, but, you know, we, we try to do it uh, as a, as a, a whole outlook or a holistic, I don't know if holistic is the right word, but, you know, look at the entire scenario um, of the, of the situation here. You've got to consider yourself as to what you might be getting, maybe from parents that are deceased. Uh, maybe you're inheriting some property. There's a lot of people out here that still have mineral interests or, you know, Not rights from royalties, things like that. Um, what's your family dynamic going to look like going forward? I mean, your kids are not likely to be here. So, you know, do you really want to leave them in a situation where your eight children co-own the 100-acre farm that was up in Kentwood? Maybe they do. Maybe it's just one that wants that, and you just need to treat them equally in some other way. Uh, so you but can... that's the importance of coming to you yeah. and coming to Florida yeah, yeah. Elite. Let's have those conversations, right? right? Yeah. And and is that where trust and stuff like that come mm -hmm. into place when you're having that, right? Like you may be having that conversation and where you go, hey, listen, let's put this plot of land in a trust for the – I mean, you know, like is that – yeah, so there's a number of different trusts. And right, I mean, we, right, we right, get, right. We get, That's true. We get reached uh, reached out to for just a typical estate planning type trust. You know, they want to put assets in there, almost like you would do with an LLC yeah. for liability separation, and so that you can name some beneficiaries. And going forward, it doesn't have to go through succession, right? And then there's the trust for the forced heirship thing we already talked about. You know, then there's another type trust that will do if you have uh, you know concerns of Medicaid and liens that the, the state might get in the event that you, you know, have to use Medicaid uh, uh, towards the end of your life sort of thing. And so th there's a number of reasons to do that that sort of planning, but we try to also look at it, not, not just your will, not just your trust, but the simple stuff too, powers of attorney, that's right? Great call. Whether that's medical or financial uh, or both. Um, uh, disposition of remains is, is another one we started to do a good bit of. Those are things that you want to take care of maybe on your own now and not leave to maybe your children to have to decide. I mean, who's really wanting to think about those things when they're trying to bury mom or dad kind of deal? Um, and then the living will. And the, the living will is, is something that, um, you know, if you've got, like me, for instance, I have three kids. I mean, you're going to have, you know, one that wants to, to pull the plug on me, one that doesn't, right. and then one that's got to pick a side. Well, with a living will, I can basically say, hey, look, you know, after you look at these parameters, like I want life support withdrawn from me, and I'm making that decision. I'm not forcing that upon my kids or even my spouse, right? And they don't have to feel guilty about it or, or feel like they, you know, pulled the plug on dad a day or yeah. two early or something. What if he'd come out of it? No, this right. is what dad wanted, right. you know, kind of thing. So it's a little bit peace of mind for them as well. Um, so we, we take care of all those things in, in one meeting. We talk about all of it. And then, you know, unlike a lot of, you know, places, I think that, 
you know, and, and maybe this is to our detriment to some degree, but I've always had the approach my entire career that if you're coming in, unless you're needing a whole revamping, right, right, of the entire will and trust, you know, if you just got to make some changes, you want to change some executors, you want to change a beneficiary, uh, something like that, um, you know, we make those changes without even charging the clients. Right. You know, so I don't want you to feel like you can't come back because life, as it goes on, you're going to be in a, in a different circumstance, a different scenario, and I want you to come back and maybe it's nothing and maybe I can change a name out, right, and we can re-execute a new will and not have to charge you. But what if there's something that you were hesitant on because you didn't want to get charged again? I want people to feel comfortable to come back in. Hey, this is the scenario because it might be a big deal. It might be something we really have to be concerned with uh, and talk about and work through. What I think is awesome is is that you, you know, um, you know, as y'all preparing this stuff for me is sitting down and having to understand where are all your assets, mm-hmm. right? Number one, right? And, yep. and, and knowing, listing out, okay, hey, I've got a few bucks at this bank. And because there's a lot of pain at death and everybody's, my, you know, so... For me to be selfish enough to think that everybody's going to know, let's ease that burden, yeah. right? And and being able to list out what, not just what the wishes are, but where those assets are. Look, man, and, and, and the horror stories are horrible. I yeah. mean, when I think back to successions that, you know, I've had one that took years, years to get through. And the fight was over like a, a piece of furniture that was probably worth like 200 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe it was sentimental, I guess, to some degree. Yeah. But you weren't even having like children fight over it. It was like grandkids and great grandkids in some degree. Uh, so like a will would have been very nice that, you know, all movables or this particular item, if it is sentimental, if it was an art, antique or whatever goes here or there. Um, it's always the little stuff mm-hmm. that people are going to fight over. The, the big stuff they tend to, to find a way to, to, to work through. But, um, but yeah, it's amazing what uh, I always joke with people when they sit down for wills. I tell them, like, you know, when you say your kids are all going to get along, it's all going to be fine. And I ask them, I'm like, do you recall when they were little and you left the living room to go get something to drink in the kitchen and they'd go to fight? That's a good I'm point, like, man. It's going to be the same thing when you leave this world. Yeah. Yeah, everybody loves each other today as a dollar <laughs> Well, involved. they're not fighting with each other. No. Now, what I find is that you've got, a, a, say, a brother and a sister that are fighting because of the spouse in their ear saying you're not getting yours, right? Absolutely. Or you're trying to, you know, get something or gain something for your your child, the grandchild in the scenario, right? And so you supporting or defending your child is reason enough to maybe fight with your sibling. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually they're going to get along basic, but there's always one rogue kid right. too. So, right, right, right. Know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Good stuff. Jeff Lessershare, Florida Lee Law and Title, FDL Law and Title, Dad Cam, Total Home Authority member, uh, the legend of law and title, fantastic. We're talking about uh, estate planning, wills. We've got several questions that he's going to be answering on the other side of the break. If you've got a question, uh, get him in. We've got one segment left, info at mortgagegumbo.com. You're listening to Mortgage Gumbo with Dwayne Stein right here on iHeartRadio, 504-260-0995. Look at he said, she said, real versus fake news. Cool for social media. Gumbo Nation, when buying or refinancing, you need the right answers. At Mortgage Gumbo Dadcam, we help guarantee the best available rates you qualify for. Our dozens of investors, many of the same you're calling, are ready to earn your business, and it's all in one spot. Let me help you with the right loan at the right price. Visit MortgageGumbo.com. What's cooking, Gumbo Nation? This is Dwayne Stein. It's my pleasure to welcome Florida Lee Law and Title to the Total Home Authority. Florida Lee Law and Title is your hometown team for real estate closings and all your essential legal services. Jeff and his vetted team of attorneys can help you with any legal services you may need. If I trust them, you can too. To find an office near you, visit FDLTitle.com. That's FDLTitle.com. Wow, that's awesome. So smooth. Hi, this is Dwayne Stein of Mortgage Gumbo. And those phrases I get to hear daily from my mortgage clients. But when I get away from the office, America's original craft vodka, Tito's, draws the same compliments. So take a sip, relax, and conquer the world with a fresh beverage that includes Tito's. It's gluten-free. Visit MortgageGumbo.com. 
He said, she said, real versus fake news. Cool for social media. Gumbo Nation, when buying or refinancing, you need the right answers. At Mortgage Gumbo Dadcam, we help guarantee the best available rates you qualify for. Our dozens of investors, many of the same you're calling, are ready to earn your business, and it's all in one spot. Let me help you with the right loan at the right price. Visit Mortgage Gumbo Dadcam. Welcome back. You're listening to Mortgage Gumbo with Dwayne Sign right here on iHeartRadio. Joining me live in studio this week, Total Home Authority member. That's what Mortgage Gumbo, Gumbo Nation, that's what we do. Anything related to your house and or legal questions, anything like that, insurance, it's fa- you name it, realtor, we have it for you. Uh, joining me is the legend of law and title, Jeff Lessershare with Florida Lee Law and Title. That's FDL Law and Title. Dad cam. All right, so let me start off with this question because we got a couple questions. So he- here's an easy one. What is an executor of a will and what is their purpose? Yeah. <clears throat> so when you write a will, you're going to name an executor. There's sort of two types, in my opinion. You've got the just your general executor. Uh, that's going to be the person that submits the will to the succession attorney and kind of takes the lead, right? Okay. To transact business on behalf of the uh, of the estate, and you can also give them the the name as the independent executor. That one word makes a huge bit of difference. So, okay. a regular executor, every time you need to you know do some work on behalf of the estate, sell a piece of property, let's say for instance, you're going to have to petition the court, get authority from the court, and then go take the action. If you if you name someone your independent executor, they'll the court when you file the succession will issue uh, letters of independent administration or independent executorship, and then that those letters are um, basically your authority to do whatever you need to do after that. Okay. Right? Um, now you have a fiduciary responsibility to the estate, and so you know consequently the the heirs there too. But you're um, not having to go ask the judge every time you want to do something. Right, if you want to liquidate some stock or something. But an executor property. does have to still go according to the will. They can't sign on behalf of anything without Correct. Court. And that's a good point. You know, you bring up something that also happened within the last couple of weeks. We had a an executor who was, you know, in in our opinion, not doing what they necessarily should be doing with the funds. Um, weren't following the will and so we had to cut off representation there because you know, they weren't following our advice and, 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 in my opinion, what the testator wanted in their will. That is a really rare scenario. Yeah. I mean, in, in 20 years, I can think of maybe two times that I had an executor do that. But typically, yeah, they're sort of in charge uh, along with the attorney to make sure that whatever the testator put in their will comes to fruition, right? That's, okay. what, they, that's what we're there for. All right. So the other question I got is, all right, my siblings and I, there's three of them, mm-hmm. Okay. And they had a car. One of the siblings said their wish was, in this conversation I had a couple weeks ago, that the wish of their mom, it's, it's, it's too biological, as you said earlier, in one step. Mm-hmm. Well, the step, stepson stated that it was their wish. It's not in the will for him to get the car, sure. but it was her wish for him to uh, have the car. Yeah. If there's nothing on, what is it? I mean, it's like it doesn't exist. I mean, okay. so they're all going to come into co-ownership in theory. Let's assume that, I mean, I don't know the exact scenario sure. of the step or whatever, but you know, you they're all going to co-own, and if everybody agrees, then then yeah, you can you can get that car to that one individual, and you may not even have to go through a full-blown succession if it's the only asset or if it's right. the only one you're taking care of right now. Uh, most of your um, you know auto title um, DMV type outfits with notaries there can do an affidavit to get title transferred to a vehicle. Again, you need everybody's cooperation. But you can save some time and money by going that route. There's a similar scenario for um, uh, cash in a bank account. If it's less than $20,000, there's a similar type uh, affidavit. Um, so those are like the easiest, most simple scenarios. And then you have what they call a small succession. If there's no will and the property is worth less than 125000 the property being the one half of the deceased, you know, married couple or whatever, if it's an individual, $125,000 or below. Uh, and then anything there's a will on or it's worth more than 125 is your full-blown succession that most people are used to that's been around for hundreds of years in that scenario. So those are the kind of levels, I guess. Of- so let me ask you this. So it may have been their wishes, but if the title's still in the deceased name, mm-hmm. how does that get changed into... 
I mean, essentially, the, the basic answer is that they're going to have to do some sort of affidavit of death domicile airship or something similar to that, right, with the DMV, which is going to sort of say the children are the ones getting it, so to speak, from the from the estate, and then those children would then donate or sell their interest to that one child. But these other two would have to agree They'll to have say to cooperate, they can't yeah. just go to the DMV and go, hey, it was their wishes. Yeah, that's not enough. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I thought. All right, yeah, it's kind of weird, right? All yeah. right, so when you're looking at people have life insurance, people mm-hmm. have uh, IRAs, yep. um, and but they come to you and they have a will as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what, if I have a beneficiary on let's say a life insurance policy, right? Or one of my 401, my 401k, yeah. um, and yet I have a will that says all my assets are to be divided equally mm-hmm. amongst, you know, I just have one son, but let's say it's six people. Sure. Does that beneficiary listed on that IRA, does that trump the will of when people say, hey, I want all assets divided? So let's say, hey, they got 160,000 if you include, say, a 30K in an IRA Mm -hmm. that they want divided equally. But that IRA, hey, that it happened to go, they maybe it's the tough love. We find it out they love one person more than the other five, <laughs> yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if that one person is listed as the beneficiary, but the will stating everything divided equally, who wins there? Now, the beneficiary form is going to control. And so the best, okay. the easiest way to think of it with, with regard to life insurance is that, you know, you may own the policy while you're alive, right? But the proceeds that, that flow from the policy when you die, they're not in existence yet. They don't come up until the occurrence happens, which is your death. So you could never and I guess have, that same thing on a 401k too, right? Well, 401k, a little bit different because you put money in there, right? But right. on the insurance, you, you it doesn't come into existence until you die, so you could never have owned it. So that's why the beneficiary form and it controls, it's going to, you know, I, I tell you a dangerous scenario you see case law on is husband and wife. Husband names the wife the, uh, the beneficiary, then they get divorced, he remarries. And never changes the form. First wife is going to get that money. Yeah, you you got to be you got to be on top of it. And we will name the trust like for the forced airship deal the contingent. So maybe your life insurance goes to the wife. If she's not here, then it will go to the trust the same way the stuff in the will does. Right. But yeah, you so like watch. I might have my mom and dad, and then Gavin's a contingent or vice versa because he's so young. That's right. All right. So let me ask you this: on the four hundred one k, or just say it's a bank account, right? Mm-hmm. Like what happens there? Does that still same thing comes out of those? If they're named beneficiary, right? I've got a 401k, Yeah. Sue's named beneficiary. Anything with a beneficiary gets paid directly to the beneficiary. Everything else gets lumped into the estate. Whatever is left correct. is divided out by the... According to the will. Right, yep. right. And then, and then that person, it, let's say there's six in this scenario, even though one of those people are getting that, that person still gets one-sixth of whatever's left. Correct. Okay. Because yep. yep, they, they can end up with more. Yeah. Okay, cool. Jeff, you are the man, bro. Thanks. These questions are amazing. Folks, listen, he's a, he's a resource. He's a, a, a valuable asset in our community. Uh, Floor de Lee Law and Title, uh, best in the business. That's why we use him. Uh, he saves people every single day. Uh, if you want to find out more about his services, go to FDLLawandTitle.com. FDLLawandTitle.com. F- figure it's easier to do that than to sit here and give you the phone number. Jeff, always a pleasure, bro. Appreciate it, man. Thank, Thank you, man. Yep. Covered some great stuff. Good luck on uh, your boy with football, man. <laughs> you too. So, and, uh, hey, we got to start talking about football eventually around here. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it is football season. So, with that being said, Gumbo Nation, stay warm out there. Next week, insurance. Total Home Authority member Colette Biedenkopf with TWFG will be in studio. Till next week, Gumbo Nation. Keep stirring the pot. <laughs>